The mountains, for many, like myself, are a personal getaway from the everyday stresses that we have to deal with. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends. It's good to see you made it back for another episode. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy, and allegedly true, horror stories from mountains. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future video, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. Just be sure to let me know what mountain range you're sending your story from. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. Now, without further ado, let's get into these creepy and allegedly true mountain range horror stories that'll keep you out of the mountains tonight. For my girlfriend's birthday, I took her to Gatlingburg, a popular, touristy, one-main boardwalk town in the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee. We camped the first night, a few miles out in the woods at a popular location called Elkmont Campground. The campground was beautiful, tall green trees like baby redwoods, a clear water river scattered by checkered rocks, families with little ones running around. Through borrowing a tent, we found that we had no stakes and headed into town for supplies whiskey, and hot dogs. It was dusk by the time we made it back to the campground. Most campers were surrounding their dissipating fires or cleaning up before the quickly approaching dark of night fell over us. Our tent was still not entirely set up, but rather crunched up without the stakes allowing it to spread open as widely as it could. We fixed our tent and started a fire. As our night progressed, we found ourselves surrounding our campfire two to three hours later around midnight. Now, this was the sort of campground where another campsite is just 30 yards from yours. Bears frequent the area, and my girlfriend was already freaking out a little bit, which is why I booked our site in the dead center of the whole campground. All the other campers had gone to bed at this time, and the only sound we could hear was the slow and crackle of our fire and the light stream of river flowing into rocks. The clouds were covering a crescent moon, so there wasn't too much light to begin with. We had flashlights, and I would occasionally shine the light around us while avoiding hitting other campers to confirm that there was nobody around us or no bears. Seemingly out of nowhere, from the campsite behind my girlfriend and to my left, a light shone directly on us and then all around in a frantic yet focused manner, kind of like the Eye of Sauron from The Lord of the Rings. What appeared to be a man with the strangest gait I have ever seen, wore a headlight and was focused on his picnic table. The man's gait seemed to be like that of Jar Jar Binks, just not normal. Through a peripheral stare of my own, the man focused his light on the picnic table, and whenever I turned my head toward him, immediately his light would be hitting my girlfriend and me. It's like he was looking straight at us from his peripheral as well. I could only see the outline of the man through the light of his headlight and the occasional flash of my light at his campsite once he continued to flash his light at ours in a very disconcerting way. This was the campsite across from us where we saw no one all night prior. I could only see the outline of his body as all black was as if he was in a black bodysuit. His movements were eerily repetitious. For what went on close to an hour, this man would shine his headlight on his picnic table, make limited motions with his hands, if any at all, then walk five steps back to his tent 
Shine his headlight at his tent. Walk back to the table. Shine his light at us then all over again. If this was just a man looking for something, he was on a cocktail of drugs, that's for sure. Once his light was on us for too long, that made me started to feel uncomfortable. I shined my flashlight on him for an extended time. It was at this moment when I went from annoyed to fight or flight. A chill ran down my back and I saw the outline of the man disappear in front of me. The light from his headlight bounced down to the ground and then flew across the ground from his campsite and seemed to jump along the ground into the bushes diagonal from our campsite. Not as if the headlight had been thrown, but as if he was running across the ground in all fours. I took my flashlight away and watched his light slowly come back out of the bushes and climb back up into the height of a person. The shadow figure returned, walking out of the bushes and back to the campsite to continue through the odd behavior. There were no sounds at all coming from this figure through the entirety of the night. Sometime later, we went into the tent for shut-eye, and the shadow figure was still in his odd routine. The following day, the tent from the shadow man's campsite was gone, like no one was ever there. I found out just a mile from the campsite, in a small town called Elkmont Ghost Town, with abandoned buildings and cemeteries and everything, that a lot of tragic stuff happened there. I don't know if I could really connect them together, but maybe, maybe there's something to it. This story might sound crazy, but it actually happened. For several years in my early 20s, I worked and lived in Yosemite National Park. This incident took place at Badger Pass Ski Resort during preseason maintenance and prep. All staff and maintenance were doing our routine task to ensure a smooth opening. One evening, as we all exited the building and were about to leave home for the valley floor, I realized I forgot to lock up a door leading to the main lobby. This door was positioned in an open corridor that led from the parking lot to which I just ran from while the opposite end opened up to the outdoor lounge with a perfect view of the slopes. As I locked the door and was about to turn and leave, I began to hear heavy footsteps. I stopped and waited to see if one of my buddies was coming around the bend, but then it occurred to me that everyone had already left down the mountain already, or they were already in the shuttle waiting for me. Still, I did not leave. I was not scared despite knowing that. The footsteps drew closer, and the figure came into sight, albeit he was about roughly 25 feet away. I know what I saw, and I was awestruck. Exiting the left side of the corridor lounge, marching in a slow gait, was a single Union soldier. He was dressed in a cavalry sergeant uniform. He took four steps turned to face me, tipped the bill of his hardy hat, and then disappeared. It was at that second I heard my name being yelled from the parking lot. I turned my head very briefly, and when I looked back, he was gone. My second story is less paranormal, but bone-chilling all the same. This happened a few weeks ago. I work at an ecological reserve as a conservation field tech. To put things in perspective for this story, I'm a 30-year-old female, standing 5'3", and a small to medium build. 
I was working solo one morning doing some invasive species control, basically wildland wetting. This stretch of the reserve is currently closed to the public due to a wildfire in 2019, and I happened to be the only one on site this early. I was kneeling and pulling weeds by a creek that's nestled in between a few hills. The grasses there reach my height and are very dense, so they block my view. Mornings are typically robustly loud in this area due to all the birds of prey, songbirds, quail, and coyotes. That day was no different. Until suddenly, I realized it was purely quiet. I heard rustling by the creek in a tree, and somewhere near the grass line, which was probably about 15 feet away from me. I attempted to brush it off thinking it could be a rabbit or possibly a bird. That's when I got goosebumps and the hairs on the back of my neck began to stand up. I felt like I was being watched by something or someone. Once again, I tried to brush it off. Suddenly, I hear a tree branch shake and crunching of heavy feet. I stood slowly, feeling more than alarmed. But I, unfortunately, could not see anything other than a part of the grass move in a semicircle around my location. Frozen and unsure, I waited for what felt like 25 minutes till the birds perked up again. I resumed working, kneeling in relatively the same area until I smelled something beyond putrid. It was like death. God knows what else. I figured the coyotes might have killed something close by and the wind just happened to carry it my way. But suddenly my fight or flight feeling kicked in. Goosebumps and hair rose. I was being watched. I was prey. Heavy footsteps grew closer. This was not a rabbit. With my vision still completely obscured, I slowly stood up, grabbed my backpack and trash bag full of weeds, throwing it over my shoulder to appear larger in size, and backed away, never taking my eyes off the grass that seemed to hide my hunter. Its motion froze eight feet away from my initial location, but nonetheless in front of me. I ended up working farther down the road where I had an unobscured view for miles. Without a doubt, in the world, I have a feeling it was a mountain lion. One is seen frequenting that area a bit more upstream on our cameras occasionally. I believe it was just curious that day, and I might have disturbed it without realizing it. It never fully came out of its hiding. It got too close for comfort though, and I know it could have ended worse if I ignored my feelings any more than I had. This happened on 4th of July, while my wife and I were out hiking in Oklahoma. There's a reserve where it has nice mountains and a ton of buffalo and cool stuff like that. There are also numerous trails you can hike. The one I'm going to be talking about is called the Parallel Forest. Originally made as a wind deterrent on the open plains back in the old farming days, these trees really did grow up to be an actual forest where trees were almost in a straight line. But anyways, back to the real story here. My wife and I are hiking, and there are already a few people out and about on this trail. It's also very muddy, so you can see all the tracks of where people were coming and going. Granted, we never saw anyone on the trails, just in the parking lot. So, we are going here and there, and there's raccoon tracks, deer, even a buffalo here and there. But I noticed something odd. There were numerous tracks for people and animals, 
but I saw one print that looked like a very large dog, but you could see the claw mark in the mud, very distinguished. Plus, loads of people take their dogs hiking with them. The only thing was, just one singular print on the trail, and it was off to the side, but it looked more like there wasn't any off the trail, and we'd gone on a completely different trail at this point. This place had numerous trails, like I said, and there would be the same one paw print. It was getting kind of odd. We decided to go down one of the more obscure trails, and I see adult deer tracks going through the mud, and a little fawn too. Then I see it again, that one singular print. My wife finally decides to turn around because she's tired of the mud and doesn't think anything is odd about it. I'm just happy to be leaving. We turn around and start heading back and there's another singular print on the trail we were coming from, but this one is fresh. But this time there's two next to each other and one is a barefoot human print, toes and all. I grabbed my wife's hand and we left pronto. She asked about the rush and I explained only when we got to the car. Now we are both glad to be out of there. I was about 12 years old when my life completely changed. I was visiting my cousins up in the mountains to celebrate Thanksgiving. And what is a good Thanksgiving without the turkey? I should tell you my cousin's house is big and has woods surrounding the house. There were many trails in the woods, some we made and others we don't really know where they came from. My cousins and I wanted to bring a turkey home for Thanksgiving, so we grabbed our equipment and set off into the woods. Now in these woods, there used to be electric towers. Some of the towers were fallen and others were gone. As we were walking through the woods, we kept hearing noises. Now I've heard many noises in the woods, so this does not necessarily frighten me. After walking about a mile across the creek that connected to my cousin's house, we found something we have never seen before. About 10 feet wide, and probably 300 feet or so long, was just grass. At the end there was a hill, a tall hill. Now normally you don't just find grass in the woods. These woods were all dead and had dead leaves and fallen trees everywhere. So this was kind of odd. We did not really think about it though. We walked up the hill until we started hearing more noises, but the noises sounded like something heavy. Not like a bunny or something like a person. Again, I've heard many noises in the woods, so we ignored it and kept walking up the hill. We reached the top of the hill and what I saw changed my life forever. At the bottom of this hill was about a six foot, fully pale person crouching on his feet. Uh, when I say he was pale, it looked like he wasn't even human. He had no clothes on either. I stuttered trying to talk to my cousin. D do you see that? My cousin just gave me a look and whatever we saw stood up and ran into the woods at a lightning speed. That's when we ran in the opposite direction into the woods sprinting back towards our house. If you thought that was weird, this is just the beginning. About seven months later, I went back to my cousin's. As usual, we made some forts in the woods. We were both trying to ignore what we saw that day. Then I said to my cousin, we cannot just pretend like we saw nothing. He agreed so we went back to that same hill, but there was nothing at the bottom. 
I remembered that that human or creature or whatever it was ran into the woods. So we went into the woods that it ran into and started walking until we approached a house. Half of the house was collapsed in and the other half was burned. There were three cars. One was full of drugs and alcohol and trash and the other was some sort of truck hanging off the edge of the mountain. The last one was covered with paint and other materials. What was weird is when we opened the front door, there was one room perfectly fine, with food on the table and a wallet. I grabbed the wallet and found four pictures of four different girls in it. After about 15 minutes of us being there, we decided to leave because we were scared. We never found that creature or person again, and we still have so many questions. Were we just seeing things? Who were those four girls in those pictures? What happened to that house? Where did this house even come from? When I was about seven or eight years old, I had a disturbing encounter with a creature or an entity. I lived in the Appalachian mountain range of Pennsylvania. It was November, around when daylight saving time occurred. I remember I was not supposed to be at school that day. The snow was heavy. The buses were not able to drive out in the morning, so school was canceled for a snow day if I remember correctly. I was so excited to spend the rest of the day outside in the snow. We had an acre of property, going quite far back into the woods. I was walking deep into the forest on a trail that we had made to a small frozen pond past my property line. All of a sudden, the woods went dead silent. There were no noises from the birds, no wildlife scurrying around, absolutely nothing. I remember thinking it was strange but kept walking to make it to the pond. I should have turned around right then and there and there was plenty of reason to, but I was just a naive little kid. After I reached the pond, everything was still completely silent, and the hairs on the back of my neck felt like they were rising. I started to get frightened, but I didn't exactly know why. I felt like something bad was just going to happen to me if I did not leave at that very moment, so I decided to run all the way back home. As I arrived at my backyard, I realized it was terribly late and the sun was setting. My mom came running outside asking where I was literally all day and to never disappear like that ever again. None of this ever really made sense to me because I had only been outside for about 20 minutes or so, but somehow when I got back at home, I had been gone for 10 hours. I know for a fact I left my house with my snow gear on at around 10 a.m. right after getting the snow day call. It was almost 10 p.m. when I got home. I had no idea what happened and how I had been gone for such a long period of time. I remember only being out there for such a short period of time. I don't know if this was some sort of lost time encounter, glitch in the matrix, maybe a skimwalker or a wendigo encounter. I don't even know. Has anyone else ever had this happen to them? Was it a creature? I didn't see anything at all while out there. I didn't lose track of time, I'm sure of it, and I didn't fall and hit my head or anything. What do you think happened? Please let me know in the comments, and thank you for sharing my story on your show.
My sister and I take our five kids on road trips every single year, all over the country. This year, we decided to stay a little closer to her home and drove about six hours to Fort Davis, Texas. We stayed at a campsite in the state park there. The camping sites are broken into groups that branch off off the main road. We were there, and probably were the only people there for a while, except for the camp host, and they were across the street and two or three other campsites over. Our site was big and surrounded by bushes, and it sat on a small creek. The first night we were there, a big thunderstorm moved in at about bedtime. We had a large tent, and then a small one-person tent for the boys to share. My nephew and my son are ages 8 and 9. They were going to sleep in the smaller tent while the rest of us were in the big one. Once the storm really got going, my nephew became scared and wanted to come into the big tent. Didn't want my son to be alone, so I grabbed my pillow and went into the small one with him. It stopped raining and we fell asleep. I woke up sometime later in the night. I really have no idea what time it was. I didn't have my phone with me. I was just lying there awake for no apparent reason. I started to hear a weird sound about a foot or so away from the tent on the right side. I can only describe it as what was a huge bug with wings, like something the size of my hand. Like if a giant mosquito would be the size of a baseball, that's how I thought it would sound, hitting the side of my tent, basically a loud fluttering noise. But it didn't make any sense. It was the middle of the night, and I knew nothing was touching my tent. Then, right underneath this sound came what sounded like an animal-like exhale. Really jagged, and almost a growling-type noise. Not human, and from something much bigger and louder than the fluttering. The sound was maybe at knee level. Both sounds started to travel in front of my tent, toward the creek. There was never an inhale, just a long exhale. It could have been an inhale either way, there was no break, and it never changed. Then, at the last second, as it's about to pass, I hear feet under it. They sound more like they're coming from heavy work boots of a grown man. After it passes, I got a huge whiff of a musky odor that smelled absolutely terrible. I was so scared that I couldn't move and had to just breathe slowly. I have never felt that kind of fear before, and I did not understand what I had just experienced. The next day there were no tracks, even though there was a lot of mud. I thought at first maybe it was a mountain lion, but they are extremely quiet. My sister spoke with the park ranger that was around, and they said it was probably a javelina going to the creek, but I don't think it was a freaking pig, okay? There were two distinct footsteps underneath it, not like four hoofs. None of these sounds make any sense together, and I have never heard anything like that breathing or fluttering ever since. Not to mention how big the footsteps sounded for how low the breathing was coming from. If you have any ideas, please share. Most people usually think I'm making it up to scare them, or I'm exaggerating. But if anything, I'm not emphasizing it enough. This was primal terror. I was literally frozen with fear and could not feel my body. I just want to know what this thing possibly was. Thanks for listening to these creepy, 
and allegedly true mountain horror stories. As always, if you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it in the algorithm, and that's incredibly helpful to the channel. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future video, be sure to submit yours at swampdweller.net. I'm always looking for scary stories of all kinds to share in a future episode. If you're listening to this on iTunes or another podcast platform, be sure to give this a 5-star rating, as it helps me over there a ton. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new episode, as I upload them nearly every single day, and all things natural and supernatural. If you're on the go, but don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and pretty much everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. If you would like to support The Swamp outside of hitting that like button, giving us a 5-star rating on iTunes, and or subscribing on YouTube, maybe check out the merch store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, and more. I'd love to see you guys wearing some cool Swamp threads. Be sure to join me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and I'll see you guys soon with another creepy video.